G'day everyone, this is Rita Joyan and welcome to the Unbox Your Gift podcast, how to turn your passion into a profession. And today's episode is, well, is the 12 steps you need to do to make moving a passion to profession successful. Does that make sense? So the 12 things you need to do to be successful, to move a passion to profession. So he goes, got to grab a pen and paper. That would be super because you can jot these down. And the beauty about these things, guys, is no matter that you want to try go into software, you want to go into engineering, you want to go into the field of transformational coaching, whatever the field you want to do, the technical skills are one thing. But the skills that I'm talking about are the lifelong learning skills that is common in all the people that I've interviewed on this podcast, and that's the traits that I've condensed down to really reveal the behind-the-scenes attitude, the behind-the-scenes work that takes place beyond the technical skills, beyond the, t- the sales skills or beyond the um, operational skills, engineering, whatever the technical skill is, this moves beyond that into what ha- what's the underlying skill set that's needed to move a passion to profession. So, number uno... You need a routine. You got to have a routine, some form of routine. You're going to find your rhythm. You will find your rhythm when you move a passion to profession and it will change year to year as your circumstances change, as you move house, move country, have a start a family, your family needs change. All that will come into existence, but you're going to have to establish a routine, at least a morning routine and at least an evening routine. And looking at those things because a morning and evening routine sets you up for the next day for that evening routine and a morning routine sets you up for the day which I never believed in (laughs) I never believed in although yeah it's nice to have it's great and then I actually did it and then it changed a lot of things like my productivity increased my focus became a lot better and that's why I recommend it to move the passion to a profession as much as we want freedom routine discipline is what gives freedom the second thing is that you need grit i finished uh, the book by angela duckworth and it's all about grit and the grit is perseverance moving beyond your comfort zone you've got to constantly be able to persevere without the accolades persevere without the encouragement persevere without someone telling you you're doing a good job you got to keep at it even when you don't feel like it even when you don't want to even when it's hard, that's part of grit. And one of the ways in which you can increase grit is to go and get, go and do an activity outside of your job. Just do an activity where you have someone else pushing you. Like it might be yoga, it might be martial arts, it might be piano lessons, whatever it is that someone is going to hold your feet to the fire and get you to turn up regardless of whether you feel it or not and pushes you Uh, towards your personal best because if we leave it to ourselves we kind of I don't know what's the word we kind of just go straight into our own level of comfort of what we think we can do but a push from someone else it builds grit within us so something outside of your work is one way in which you can build grit number three is you don't you you have to stretch yourself you have to go beyond the comfort zone you have to be able to do things that seem a bit strange like the other day for instance I was in the gym And usually the first thing I do when I go to the gym is I jump onto the treadmill and I just go for gold. Not really, but I try to go for gold. And so, but this time I I was seeing that the spin class, the cycling class was filling up and I thought, oh, I wonder what time that starts. So I looked and it was starting like in the next one minute. 
And I went in because I'm like, I haven't done cycling a spin class for ages. And I'm like, oh, I hope there's like, I hope there's a bike available towards the back. And I hope I can, you know, I can muster how to like maneuver the bike, you know, to move the seat and stuff. So it's proper to me and I don't interrupt anyone. And it was a bit like overwhelming. It's a bit intimidating, I should say, for me to walk into that room with these super duper, you know, people who work out and spin class all the time and me, I'm like kind of like clumsily going along. And I went in there and the only seat that was available, the only bike that was available was right in front of the door where everyone's walking past. And I'm just like, I feel uncomfortable. (laughs) I don't want to sit right in front of the door where everyone's walking past and can see that I'm probably going to struggle. I'm going to sweat and I'm huffing and puffing and everyone else is just, and I did it anyway because I was trying to stretch myself. I was going to stretch myself beyond my comfort and it was making me feel uncomfortable, not in an unsafe way, but in a way that I thought I'm going to take away this level of self-consciousness if I do this. And that's exactly, so that's a part of stretching you. So that's just an example. And not just stretching yourself in your work, but stretching yourself outside of your profession. That translates within what you do as well. So stretching yourself, that's just one simple example. The fourth thing is you've got to do what you don't want to do. Like, (laughs) it's just, just, part of the game really like there are days where I don't want to do certain things as much as I love what I do I love broadcasting I love making videos I love being able to create training programs there are times when I don't want to sit behind a desk and I just want to go and shoot a video there are times when I just want to go and read and if I do that then I'm going to miss on my deadlines I'm going to miss uh, being able to create the the plan that I have and so you have to be able to do what you don't want to do and that's different between your passion once you nominate what your passion is, there are aspects of your passion that you may not enjoy doing, but you've got to do it to get to the next step. And that's just part and parcel of everything. There are certain parts of everything, unless you can outsource it. If you can outsource it and you've got the income coming in to outsource it, that's super duper, go do that. But until the income comes in, or unless it's something that you can outsource, you've got to be willing to do those things that you don't want to do for the opportunity to get to the next step, for the privilege and the blessing of being able to get to do that thing that you love. So that's just part and parcel of turning a passion to profession. That's number one, two, three, four. Number five, watch your senses. Number five, watch your senses. What does that mean? Your senses being your sight, hearing, tasting, smelling, <laughs> touching, all that. You need to just be, be vigilant because you're going to hear things, you're going to see things that are going to break your belief, that are going to shake your belief in something and so you've got to watch what you consume you've got to watch what you hear you've got to watch how you filter certain things so that you only allow things that are going to serve you and not suppress you it's very important that you listen to things that serve and not suppress you you have to have selective mind when it comes to your profession and it comes to the work that you want to do uh, in the world because there are going to be maybe your spouse maybe your cousin maybe your sibling, someone that's going to say something that's going to make you feel down or is this worth it? Am I getting anywhere? You're going to have those thoughts. And when you do have those thoughts, you've got to learn how to control your senses. You've got to learn what you will, you will watch, what you will not watch. And you have to make a habit of sticking to that. Otherwise, if you listen to news, it's going to say, oh, there's unemployment and there's going to be a downturn. Well, when, like, when in the world was there a hundred percent employment? Like, did anyone ever report that there's 100% employment. And of course not. There hasn't been. There never will be. Maybe there, maybe there will be. I'm not going to say that. But the point is that the whole purpose of news is to 
if it le if it bleeds, it leads. That's what I learned at university. If it bleeds, it leads. So they're going to report on things that are going to bleed because that's how it's going to lead to for them to reach more people. So be very careful of who you listen to, what you read, what conversations you have, and what you say to yourself. So that's what I mean by watch your senses. Because you are your you need to protect your brain, you need to protect what is filtered, and you need to protect your your the vision of your passion like you would a baby and you need to protect it and watch what goes through so that it doesn't irritate your passion it doesn't annoy it doesn't frustrate you so that no matter what happens you're still you know soldiering on that's one two three four five six number six you have to be your own cheerleader you gotta be your own cheerleader i mean there will be days where unless if, if you come from a corporate background or if you're used to someone saying, well, job well done or good on you or here's a raise or here's, an, uh, here's wages that says to you that you're doing a good job, that's why you're employed. If anyone has ever given you external reward for doing a job, you're not going to get that when you turn a passion to profession unless you're working for someone else. And that means that you need to be your own. You need to see the value in what you're doing. You need to see the contribution it's making, even though it's not evident right now, even though the results are not showing up, you've got to learn to be your own cheerleader in a most, the most humble way, in the most supportive way to yourself, because you are the only one that will. Anyone that has tried to do something has had to be their own cheerleader. Because otherwise, it's very hard when you've come from a background like I had from corporate when you had a manager telling you did a good job or you got a wage that said you're doing a good job and that's why you're still in a job. And now suddenly that you're not, you've got to back yourself up. Despite, and you have to overcome that need for having external praise or external, not even praise, it's just external endorsement for your work. That's the word, it's endorsement for your work. So number seven is you need to invest in yourself. You've got to invest in your own self. And how do you, like as soon as we finish school or as soon as we finish our professional degree or we might do a certificate here and there, we tend to stop investing in ourselves. And what I mean by that is you need to invest thousands of dollars, but reading, listening to podcasts, watching videos to upskill, uplevel your mind is primary importance. It's primary importance because the side effects you will see in your habits, the side effects you'll see in the way you deliver your grit, your routine, how you will stretch yourself, it all will add up. So it's, it's of utmost importance. And how do I invest in my own self? I try and stretch myself wherever I can, wherever I see that there's somewhere I can stretch. I do my best to hopefully be attentive to that level of stretch and that gap. And to go after that, I read as much as I can. I fill my head when I'm exercising. There's many videos or um, pieces of, you know, just like like Marissa, she I'm listening to her quite adamantly at the moment so that I can get my, I mean, I've been to a lot of programs. I've been to a lot of seminars. I've been to a lot of courses. And now I'm at the stage where I'm reading something and I have to implement straight away or I listen to something and I've got to implement at least one thing. That's the thing that I do. When I read a book, I've got to implement at least one thing from that book like immediately so it doesn't leave my brain. That's how I cement it. When I listen to something, I've got to implement at least one thing from that podcast or video because that's how I know my time hasn't been wasted. That's how I know I'm improving rather than 
you know, listen and live, take leave lots of information, but just kind of have it float in, you know, float in space. So that's how I do it for myself, investing in myself. But definitely there are definitely different programs uh, in self-development and improvement that you can also take up whatever takes your fancy, but you don't have to as long as you're seeking to improve yourself, just seeking to stretch yourself. Uh, and that's the way I do it nowadays. I, and it can change in future, but I book, if I read a book or anything I learn, I try and implement at least one thing from that. You need to be willing to learn. You've got to be willing to learn. It's easy to come and say, well, I pretty much know this about that. I, I know about marketing or I know about sales or I know about video or I know about X, I know about Y, I know about my, I know about engineering. Unless you're making, a unless you're creating the results that you want, you really don't know what you don't know. So unless you're seeing the results in your marketing or your sales or your profession, then you need to continue learning. And I think when you're moving a passion to profession, the learning is like lifelong learning. It's not like when you go to a job and then you in that job and you might go one step further and two steps further and you just learn as much as what the job entails. But when you're moving a passion to profession, things change constantly. That's why you want to move your passion to profession because the excitement of growth, the excitement of uh, making a difference, of using up you know, your full potential, the energy of that, the fact that you can live life to the fullest based on the gift that you've been given, like that's all extraordinary, right? The extraordinary of that is the fact that you've got to be also willing to learn in the journey. Like this always things to learn about yourself. This journey is a journey of self-discovery, passion to profession. It's a journey about learning your limitations, learning what you're good at, learning what you need to, uh, when, what you need to focus on, what you shouldn't be focusing on. You know, it's a journey of self-discovery and as such, it's learning about yourself and learning about the world at large. Next is you're willing to get a pay cut. When you move a passion to profession, you, you need to be willing to get a pay cut, whether that means like $0, whether that means like $5 an hour, whether that means $40 an hour, whether that means $50,000. It's different for every person depending on what they're going into and lots of variables attached. But just be aware that you're ne needing to get a pay cut. Now, that just might mean you need to change jobs. You need to might get a job that requires less, um, less, what's the word? Less effort from you in the daytime. So you, you need to be available in the daytime for your passion because for whatever reason. So you might need to get a job in the evening. Uh, you know, vice versa. So just be open to the fact that you might be getting a pay cut. It's not a bad thing. You can obviously, you know, reap the next level of pay and not if not make even more money with something that you enjoy doing. But that takes time and just be prepared for that. It may not be that. May, you may not need to get a pay cut, but it's better to be prepared than to go, oh, no, I wasn't expecting that. Right? I'm, I'm trying to give you all that you need, the 12 skills to get you to, from passion to profession. And that's one of the things that many people experience, that there will be a pay cut. And that's not a scary thing. It's just preparing you for your greatest gift executing on that the, the greatest gift and working towards you know matching your pay and then exceeding that eventually god willing but you know alternatively you don't need to get a pay cut if you don't want to you can by day do your day job and by evening be superman superwoman and for four or five hours of an evening do the passion until that generates a certain level of income so that you can quit the day job i mean there are variables but i'm just giving it to you so there's no sugar coating
Okay, next, you need to start from the beginning. Yeah, that's a bit of a hard one. So if you've been in corporate, you've had, you know, university life, you probably might have been in college, you've probably had a good few, five, seven, ten years in corporate doing your thing, and then you come and do your passion to profession, you've got to start from the beginning. And what I mean by that is, you don't have the title. You don't have the executive title next to your name. You're not earning six figures. You're not, you know, you've got to start from the beginning. There's a, hum, there's a humbling process that happens where you're stripped of all the things that, that kind of you were going after, which is the whole reason why you, change, you, go, you pursue a passion is because you just want to do that thing that, you know, lights you up. And that's why the title and the position or the incentives or whatever it was in corporate, they were great, they were nice, but they didn't light you up as much as you think this next venture can. And so you just need to be aware that you're going to have to start from the beginning. Everything starts from the beginning. You know, you're building contacts, um, unless you're going into the same industry. But things like building contacts, having a network, um, who you hang around with, the knowledge base, upskilling yourself, learning new tools, all that kind of jazz, depending on what you're doing. It's always starting from the beginning. Next one is you need to know that you've got to remind yourself that you are enough. Mm. You're smart enough, you're good enough, young enough, you're old enough, you're capable enough, you've been through enough and therefore you are enough. You've got to remind yourself of that you are enough. Otherwise, you might get into clients that are really hard to deal with. You might get into situations where you're doing work that really doesn't align with your values. You might find, you've got to know that you've got to have a standard and everything is variable, but you've got to know that you are enough and you need to know that you're bringing a value in exchange for value. You're bringing in a value in exchange for in an income so value in exchange for value. And the more you can, uh, and, you know, yesterday's, uh, I think it's two days ago, the podcast was about what is a belief. You need to uphold that belief that you are enough. And that stems from everything. That is the basis of everything when you're moving a passion to profession is that you are enough. And that's not just positive talking lingo. That's not, uh, you know, the latest fashion trend to something to say. You know, it's not a, it's, it's a fact you think of anything that you have uh, not been happy about, you know, in a relationship, in a career, in a job, in anything, it has stemmed down. And the re reason why you didn't change the job or the relationship or the process soon enough was because you didn't feel you were enough. And so when you're moving a passion to profession, know that you have to come from the perspective and remind yourself on a daily basis, I too, that you are enough, that what you bring is enough. We're all growing. We're all adding to ourselves. That's like a never-ending journey from cradle to grave. We're learning. But for where I am right now, you are enough. You just have to keep opening that door of I am enough so that you can allow opportunities to come in and really not settle for anything that would compromise your values. Okay. Next is that you have to build a you have to build habits and not wait for motivation. So when you're moving a passion to profession, it's, I've been guilty of this, like you're waiting for motivation. I'm going to get motivated. So once I get motivated, then I'm going to go and do, you know, I'm going to write my blog. I'm going to do my video. I'm going to put my training program together. That's what I've said to myself once when I get motivated. Motivation's never there when you need it. 
That's the hardest thing about motivation. It's irritating. So instead, it's better to build habits. <sighs> Habit is the mother of motivation, you know, really. I mean, motivation comes and goes. It, it's like, you know, it's... It's, a, it's fleeting, but habit sticks with you. When you have a habit, it, it, that's how you can conquer your time, you can conquer your productivity, and you can conquer transitioning from a passion to profession so much sooner. So move or, and also really like seek habits. Seek to embed habits. It's hard. It's worth it, but it's hard depending on what it is that you want to embed. Now, when I'm saying it's hard, I'm not trying to... Um, trying to put any negative spin on that. I'm just saying that it's going to require more effort, which is why it's only, you know, which is why I'm saying that it's easy to say I'm going to wait for motivation, but enthusiasm only takes you so far. Habit is what allows you to see it through. And there's a saying, motivation uh, gets you going, but habit is what cements the deal. Something along those lines. So in other words, motivation is nice, but what happens when you're not motivated? you know, do you not do anything? Like, do you just, do we just sit there? I mean, if traffic controllers weren't motivated to go to work, if all of them in one time, then what's going to happen to the traffic in the, in the airport or, um, you know what I mean? Like what would happen? Everything would be at a standstill, but you've got to look at from a habit point of view, what do I need to do? And you have to work from habit, not motivation. Train yourself to not seek motivation. Train yourself to seek what can I change in my habits and how can I create habit to, um, to build myself stronger? In fact, I've spoken about habit on many podcast episodes, so please go back to some episodes and um, rehash some of that content that allows you to really build habit. And then lastly, guys, number 12. Number 12. Uh, it's my favourite one and it's probably... It's, it's going to hit home. Seek a mission and not a title. Seek a mission. Find a mission that pulls you and not versus a title. A title is I'm an electrician. I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm, a, I'm an executive. I am a podcaster. I am a documentary filmmaker. Those are titles and they're great to have. But at the end of the day, what moves a passion to profession is a mission beyond the title, beyond the income, beyond the self-interest. What's that pull? When you can find a cause, a reason that moves beyond you, that's now going to sing, your, sing to your soul. That's now going to give you a pull towards something. That's what makes you get up in the morning. That's what gives you that, that will want you to create. That's what will have you create habits when you work for the mission of something greater than yourself. And if you don't know what that mission is, that's fine. Like don't, don't freak out. You will find it as I always say, engagement creates clarity. Just don't sit there and think, oh, what, what, what can my mission be? What can my mission be? Just keep engaging, keep doing what you're doing and you will find it. And when you do, that's going to propel you further. But just don't settle for a title because that can only, once you get the title, it's like, okay, great. Now I got it. So when you move beyond yourself, that's when fulfillment fills you up not just for yourself, but for the work at hand and the people you want to impact. And then number 13, I know I said only 12 skills, but this is just a bonus, is you've got to have a go-to plan. Okay, you've got to have a go-to plan. What do I mean by a go-to plan? A go-to plan is that plan when you're feeling like, I don't want to do it, I'm feeling down, this is hard, 
this is uncomfortable. I don't know if I can pull this off. I don't know who I am feeling. When I've got imposter syndrome, you've got to have a plan that says, okay, when I'm feeling these things, what am I going to do? If I feel any of these things, like I don't want to do it, I feel tired, I feel run down, I feel overwhelmed, I feel like I should just crawl into a ball and just stay there for the next 10 days. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what am I going to do when that, any of those thoughts happen? I have a plan. Like, I've got a go-to plan when I get into a state of stifling. And it's usually because I'm... It's usually because I haven't been around people. It's usually because I've been in the studio recording or I've been videotaping and I need to get out with people. So I have a list of things that I need to go and do. Say, for example, I need to go and catch up with a friend. I need to go have a coffee with a friend or I need to go and read a book. I need to read this particular book, like The Big Leap. Or I need to go and um, watch. I've got a list of things. I don't have it with me at the moment, but I've got a tape behind me but that's what I look at if I'm and I ne- hardly feel that way these days I hardly feel that way because I'm honing in on those skill sets that really light me up in my work and then I focus on that but there are days when that happens I need a go-to plan and that's what I invite you to do just have a go-to plan what makes you happy what, what lights you up and then just do that don't think about what you've got to do just go and take the pressure off do one of the things on the go-to plan and just see how you feel the next day after you have that conversation with a friend, after you treat yourself to a nice high tea, after you treat yourself to a nice walk barefoot in the park. You know what I mean? Like something that's just going to be nice and light you up and that's what I would recommend. So guys, those are the 12 skills that uh, I would recommend that you would need to be successful from moving passion to profession from what I've ascertained from all the people that I've interviewed and the work that I've done on myself to really accelerate that pace of moving a passion to profession, routine, grit, doing what you don't want to do, stretching, stretching yourself, watching your senses, being your own cheerleader, investing in yourself, being willing to learn, willing to get a pay cut in the beginning, starting from the beginning, making a habit to create habits and not wait for motivation making sure that you feel like you are enough, having a mission pull you versus just having a title and, of course, having a go-to plan. So I hope that's been a benefit for you guys. Um, I created that and I collated that list because I know that's really spoken to me in the course of my work and hopefully it does for you too. So if this was helpful, please subscribe. Please like it. I'd love to hear from you. Please leave a comment. If you feel that someone could benefit from this who is looking to change careers who is struggling from going to you know do I go left or do I go right or you know is kind of stuck then I'd please do share this content with them to hopefully get them to move stronger and more effectively to their passion and their profession than just feeling like I'm lost with the overwhelm of so much information that this synthesizes what they need to do so as always thank you so much for joining me I truly appreciate your time I truly appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast it means so much to me and so thank you and as always my advice to myself and to you is that life is a gift let's together unbox it god bless